Tell you what, there are a lot of songs that give me chills, and that is definitely one of them. Because how amazing it is that we do have a God who loves us so much. We have a God who is so powerful that He can set us free. From whatever the circumstances of life might be, He can set us free. Now that's something worth singing about. And that's something worth celebrating. And that idea is really what what brings us to our sermon this morning. As we continue this sermon series on Jonah, Rebecca mentioned to me last week, she said, you know, you preached a whole lesson on Jonah and you never mentioned the fish. And I guess I did kind of forget to mention the fish. But don't worry, we'll talk about that fish today as we get started. Here in Jonah, we read Jonah chapter 1, verse 17. And the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the belly of the fish. I want you to think for just a moment about the most disgusting place you've ever been. Filthy, dirty, Nasty. For me, I can think of a couple hotel rooms that I have stayed in through the years that I'm glad we walked away with no uh, issues. <laughs> I remember one hotel room in particular. I didn't want the shower curtain to touch me because it was so gross. <laughs> I remember one place I stayed when I went on a mission trip to Jamaica years ago where there were little lizards running around the shower. And you think about all the places that you've probably stayed, those sketchy places where you went, man, now that was disgusting. That was gross. I would never go back there. Now wherever that may have been, I want you to know it was a five-star resort compared to where Jonah spent three days and three nights. Because there Jonah is, this prophet of God, in the belly of this fish, sitting there with all the digestive juice, sitting there with the rotting fish and the rotting seaweed around him. I mean, man, can you imagine what that must have smelled like? Have you ever walked up to a riverbank and there's been a dead fish close by? Just one dead fish is all it takes to make you go, whoo, I'm going to walk a little further. Can you imagine being inside of a great fish where there are other fish that are rotting? Other fish that have been swallowed, that have been eaten. And there you are, sitting Praying for three days and for three nights. How in the world did Jonah get in that situation? Well, if you were with us last week, you remember the story. You know Jonah was a prophet of God. You know Jonah was someone who was trying to run away from the will of God. And so he, he was running toward a place called Tarshish. And he, he bought a ticket to get on a boat 
hoping he could get away from the will of God. And of course, God caused a great storm to come up. And all of a sudden, everyone that was in this boat with Jonah, their life was put in jeopardy. And so Jonah knew it was his fault that this storm was upon him. And so Jonah said, throw me into the sea. And so they did. And the storm stopped. And that's kind of where we ended last week. Can you imagine what must have been going through Jonah's mind before he was even swallowed up by this great fish? Can you imagine as he's bobbing in the water, as he sees the, the storm suddenly stop, as he begins to sink, as he begins to drown? Have you ever stopped to think about what he must have been thinking about in those moments? Don't you know he was afraid? He would talk about this fear in Jonah chapter 2, beginning in verse 5. He said, The waters closed in over me to take my life. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down to the land whose bars closed upon me forever. I don't know that I've ever stared death in the face. I'm sure some of you have. Maybe some of you watching online have. You know what it's like to stare death in the face. While I don't know what that's like, I do know what it's like to feel hopeless. And I think that is where we absolutely find Jonah. He is in a state of hopelessness. And I'm sure many of us have felt those feelings of hopelessness for any, any varying reasons throughout the course of our life. Maybe for some, it was because we were drowning in debt. Maybe for others, we were having relationship issues. Maybe it was with our spouse or a family member or a friend that we felt like it, just, it had gone too far beyond repair. I mean, there could be any number of life circumstances that we go through that could bring about this, this feeling of hopelessness. And like Jonah, like Jonah, we start to feel rather trapped. But rather than being trapped by the waves and the sea, we feel trapped by whatever our life circumstance may be with little to no hope that things will get better. With little to no hope that there will be light at the end of the tunnel as we so often talk about. Feeling as though as if at any moment we might take our last and final breath. Jonah said in Jonah chapter 2 and verse 2, I called out to the Lord out of my distress, and He answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. But out of verse 7, He said, when my life was fainting away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you into your holy temple. So Jonah finally reached a point where he cried out to God. Cried out to God to what? To save him. He said, well, why didn't he do it on the boat? I mean, we saw that just last week, right? That the captain of that ship asked him to cry out to your God. And he didn't do it. So why here? Staring death itself in the face as he's being swallowed up by the waves. Why finally cry out to God then? 
Because Jonah is a human being just like all of us. And unfortunately, sometimes for all of us, sometimes it takes a moment of hitting rock bottom before we will finally look up. Before we will finally seek God. We will seek deliverance from whatever the circumstance is that might be surrounding us. Jonah knew that God brought the storm. It doesn't seem as though Jonah at this point believed that God really wanted anything else to do with him. Listen to verses 3 and 4. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas. The flood surrounded me. All your waves and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. Again, Jonah knew who brought the storm. He knew that God brought the storm. And he believed that so it would seem God was done with him. Have you ever felt like you had just done something so wrong? You had done something so terrible that surely God would not want to have anything to do with you. That that God would not hear your cries any longer. That, That surely God would not want to deliver you from whatever the circumstance that you were in was? Have you ever felt that far away from God? Shame. Paralyzing shame is a very effective tool that Satan uses on us. And he'll use this tool on us to to keep us from crying out to God when we know that we need Him the most in our life. Now, are we worthy of the love and the compassion of God? No. We are not worthy of it. None of us are. Because all of us are sinful. We are broken. We are messed up. We are disobedient people who at some point even in our, even in our life, even maybe right now, We are running away from the will of God by continuing to disobey Him. Do we deserve the love and the compassion that He will shower on us if we will simply cry out to Him? No. We do not deserve that. That is a beautiful gift that we call the grace of God. We know We know that we have a loving and compassionate God. Listen, when God reaches down and He pulls us up out of the pit of despair, it's not because of our goodness. It's not because of our holiness. It's because of His goodness. It's because of His love, His grace, His mercy, His compassion. And Jonah seemed to finally begin to figure all of this out here in the belly of this fish. Again, going back to verse 2, he said, I cried out to the Lord out of my distress, and He answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. The latter part of then verse 6 says, Yet you brought me up, or you brought up from my life, from the pit, O Lord my God. Again, it's not my holiness. It's God's goodness. 
And when we finally realize that we can't do it on our own, that we need help, that we need God, when we finally will humble ourselves as we come to that understanding, then God is faithful. He is faithful to hear us and to answer our cries. But sometimes we say, but I'm so far gone. I've just made so many bad choices. I have dug my pit so deep. There is no way. <laughs> there is no way that, that even if a loving God wanted to, He could help pull me out of my pit. Because my pit is just so deep. It's just so out of anybody's reach. Even God Himself. Have you ever felt that way? You ever felt like you were just too far for God to hear you? Too far for God to reach you? Too far for, for God to be able to pull you up out of the pit that you were in? Listen, with Jonah, with Jonah we see that there is no depth too far. There is no depth so great that our God, our all-powerful, all-loving God, cannot reach down and pull us up out of that pit if we will cry out to Him for His help. Listen to what Jonah said. Well, before I get there, go back to Romans chapter 8. It reminds me of what the Apostle Paul would write, for I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, I, I have no idea how or when God will answer your cries. That I do not know, and I'm not going to claim to know. But what I do know is this, that our God is so powerful, our God is so mighty, our God is so loving, our God is so compassionate that you better believe He has the ability. If the story of Jonah doesn't teach us anything else, it should show us what God has at His disposal. That God can even use creation itself to pull us up out of the pit. That God would even use a fish Going back to Jonah chapter 1, verse 17, the Lord appointed a great fish to swallow up Jonah. Then if you go to chapter 2, verse 10, the very last verse of that chapter, it said, and the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah out upon dry land. It was not luck. It was not dumb luck that Jonah just happened to get swallowed up by a fish and then just happened to get vomited back up on dry land was a God thing. God spoke to that fish and He said, go swallow that man. God spoke to that fish and said, now go vomit that man up on dry land. And that fish, so unlike so many of us, listened and obeyed. The fish did as God commanded. And if God can use a fish to help pull Jonah out of that pit, then what can, what will my God, what will He use for all of us to help pull us up out of our pits if we will just believe? 
If we will just have the faith that we need to have. Let's get back to this part here. This was a part that as a child always intrigued me. This fish vomited Jonah up onto dry land. Jonah was puked up by this fish. All right, now let's just be real for a minute. I'm going to assume all of us in this room have probably thrown up at some point in our life. I'm going to assume none of us enjoy it. (laughs) I'm going to assume it's an experience none of us like. If you're like me, you've probably got a weak gag reflex. You know, the worst thing for me is to be around somebody else who throws up. Because, buddy, uh, something gets in my nose. I, I, I could follow you is what I'm trying to say. Can you imagine how bad the vomit of a fish would smell? Can you imagine being Jonah engulfed in that vomit, being regurgitated by that fish, and now finding himself once more on dry land? No longer in the middle of the sea, no longer in the belly of that fish, but now he's on dry land, and I can only imagine just dripping with the vomit of that fish. Yeah, I love it because some of y'all are going, and I don't blame you. It is a kind of moment, it's gross. But I want you to understand this as gross of a moment as it was, it was absolutely worth it to Jonah. Jonah was not standing there going, Ooh, that was so gross. I smell so bad. It was worth it to Jonah because God had pulled him up from the pit that he was in. It's hard to make changes in our life. Sometimes we've got to give up things we enjoy. Sometimes we've got to stop hanging out with friends that are more of a hurt to us than we are a help to them. Sometimes we've got to actually leave our past in the past so we can move forward with a present and a future. And making those kind of changes, it's not easy. It's painful. Some of you have probably gone through some of those repentant type changes that you could say, I would have loved to have just been thrown up by a fish. That would have been so much easier than what I went through to get to where I am. You see, it's worth it. Even in those moments when we feel like we are absolutely at rock bottom, it is absolutely worth it to cry out to our God. And understand though that that God's deliverance doesn't always come quickly. It doesn't always come maybe as quickly as we would hope. For three days and three nights, Jonah's in the belly of this fish. And we know he's praying. And what we have recorded in Jonah... I'm sure it's just a tidbit of all the things he said to God in those three days, but based on what we have recorded, what we don't see in that prayer is, Lord, get me out of this fish. Get me out of this stinking fish. What we see is Jonah in the belly of a whale saying, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for not letting me die. Thank you for hearing my cries. Thank you for delivering me from death itself. 
Jonah, as we'll see next week, he's about to get another chance, a new beginning by being there on that dry land. You can really hear it in his prayer that he wants to start to become the prophet that God wants him to be. In verse 9, he says, but I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you what I have vowed I will pay. Salvation belongs to the Lord. I don't know what the pit is you may be in today, but all I need you to understand is this. If you need deliverance, if you need to be rescued, your rescuer is not going to come from the things of this life. It's not going to come from just getting a better job or from making more money or from having a different government or from having a different relationship with somebody in this life. That is not going to provide you the deliverance from that pit you're in. If you need to be rescued, if you want to be saved, if you want to know this deliverance, salvation, Jonah says, salvation belongs to the Lord. You want to be pulled out of that pit. There's only one who is loving enough. There is only one who is powerful enough to reach down and to pull you out of the pit of despair of whatever it might be. And notice that Jonah would he would turn our attention in verse 8 to the reality that the things of this life, they're not going to be good enough. Verse 8, he says, those who pay regard to vain idols forsake their hope of steadfast love. Those who would, who would make so much time for the things of this life, those vain idols, the, the, the superficial things, the temporary things, you're running a great risk of not knowing, of missing out on the steadfast love of God. Salvation. Salvation belongs to the Lord. And so maybe it is you find yourself right now in a pit. It's a, it's a pit that is circumstances that are heartbreaking, that are overwhelming, that make you feel hopeless and helpless, that, that make you feel as if there is no one that could ever care, there is no one who could ever love you enough, there is no one who could ever help pull you up out of this pit. I hope you know today, as we see through this account of Jonah, there is a God. There is a God who can save you. There is a God who loves you enough. There is a God who is powerful enough. And if you'll humble yourself and you will call on Him, He will lift you up. Maybe that's something that you would like for us to pray with you or for you about. If you're watching online or listening uh, on the radio outside, text us, message us. Let us know if there's something in your life that we could be praying for you about. If there's something that we can cry out to God on your behalf so that you can experience the love and the power of God lift you from that pit of despair lift you from that place of hopelessness to a, faith, a place filled with the hope that is life everlasting. If we can help you in any way, won't you come as we stand and sing?